<laughs> Hi guys, welcome to our third episode of season two. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day or Single Awareness Day. Single Awareness <laughs> These are your hosts, Patty Nunez. And Allie J. Uh, hope everybody's having a lovely day. Whether or not you have a Valentine, does not matter. We actually want to touch on that before we move forward. Right, Allie J? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know that today can be hard for a lot of people, especially with, you know, a lot of in-your-face kind of like, oh, like, you know, you're not valuable if you're not, if you don't have a partner kind of situation. So we wanted to touch a little bit more on the importance of taking care of yourself on especially rough days, especially today. You know, if you need to get off social media, get off social media. If you need to take a nice bath or relax or, you know, stay at home or, you know what, call your friends up and ha- plan a dinner date with them. Like, well, maybe not a dinner date, maybe a at-home date because restaurants yeah. are ridiculous on Valentine's Day. Just anything you can do to practice self-care, whether that be reading a book, mm-hmm. watching TV, watching a great movie, um, I don't know, spending time with your pets, um, spending time relaxing, I'm going for a walk, this. Yes. anything, listening to music, whatever you do. Listening to a podcast. Yeah, listening to, yeah exactly. <laughs> There's so many different ways to practice self-care, so whatever that looks like for you, if um, today's a difficult day, then definitely yes, take care good. of yourself. Well said, L.E.J. I like that. And yeah, today we have, um, well, I mean, again, we, all of our episodes are our favorite children, so we're not going to say this one's more special than the rest, but today, you know, love is a beautiful thing, and of course, um, we always felt that Hollywood had a very generic kind of brand of love that they show on, on, on movies, and we wanted to talk about something, you know, showcase a few of the movies that you know, are important and then don't necessarily look like what Hollywood thinks love looks like, which is straight, white, Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so white twice. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really white. That's it, why. It's real white, Super girl. White. Yeah, it gets real white. white. Which, I mean, again, white love exists and that's fine. But, <laughs> but there's we're, type Yeah, of love. but it's not the only type of love. And it's not fair that it's always the same type of <laughs> situation. But... Yeah, we have movie news for you today. We are going to tell you what we're watching. And additionally, like I said, we'll dive in into a few of non-traditional love stories. All right, so for movie news, Netflix picked up the new uh, Ted Bundy movie starring Zac Efron for oh, 9 yeah. million. People are going crazy. I was just going to say Wait, is Millie a, way, a cool way of saying million? I don't know if it's cool, but it's a cool I, million, you know, I like, love it. I'm going to start saying that yeah, now. Yeah, girl, like, I, I want 9 million, girl. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it. there's 9, yeah, so 9 million dollars. So they're going to have that movie. And now, I also wanted to touch on that because I made a note, like, what the fuck is up with people romanticizing serial killers? I was going to tell you that because my yeah, mom was saying that stop people are it, obsessed nasties. with him and they're like, oh, he's so hot. I'm like, I know Zach Zac Efron, Efron is hot, but, but Ted Bundy was a... He was handsome, but he was crazy, and to not me that, that... but he was a fucking joke. Like, we need to... He murdered women, like, in violent, violent ways. Like, we need to stop fucking saying, like, oh, yeah, he's bae. Or, no. Yeah, no, I know. It's not It's not cool. I thought that was interesting, though. I was like, it doesn't matter how attractive someone is. If they're a serial killer, I, I'm pretty sure that disqualifies yeah, them as being yeah. a, a decent human being. Right, so. amen. And not only that, but what is it up with, like, serial killers? Somehow, like, they always end up married or, like, I was, I, engaged while they're on death. 
bathroom. And I'm That's like, a show that I watch too with all these men oh and women way. that are like um, obsessed with the people in prison. No way, I had no idea. Yeah, so when we get to the show, our shows we're watching, I'll mention because oh, wow. that is one that I watch. Okay, wow, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk about that. that was interesting. And now Netflix is going to take the reign. I mean, it's going to have a cinematic release, I guess, like in theaters or whatever, but it will be available on Netflix after that for $9 million to have that movie on Netflix. That's crazy. I think it'll be good for me. I, I think so being too. a psych major, I like to, to hear like the background about what people are doing and the way they think. Right. But as far as like looking at him as like you said, a romantic option or someone like him, to me that that shows yeah. us what's wrong with society. What's now. wrong with society? Yeah. yeah. And then um, so aside from that, we have um, okay now. I think we go through this every single episode where I don't know how to pronounce somebody's name and I don't know, guys. I'm sorry, but I don't. Billy Eichner. Okay, so Billy Eichner, he's the guy from, he played a small role in Parks and Recreation, and additionally in Friends from College, he's the guy that's uh, engaged to the gay friend. Oh, yeah, I know him. The gay friend, that's terrible, but I can't remember any of their names, to be honest (laughs) with you. I don't know any of them. Like, I can't remember the main character. I I, I call all of them, like, the guy from Keen Peele, the girl from that one show... Dang, I can't even remember the names. Never mind. Forget it. I know my boy Savage is in there. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyways, he um, he's also a three-time Emmy nominee, which I did not know. Um, but he's writing a gay rom-com, and he's starring in it. So I thought that oh, was sweet. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, thought the, I think we need more There's a, actually some really good um, romance movies that are coming out, because there's that one I posted about. Yes, um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that looks really good. And then the one with um, our girl Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one that I posted, um, I'm, I don't know if she's biracial, but I know for sure she's black. And the guy, he's from Riverdale. And he's actually, when I looked him up, he's Korean, Cherokee, and white. Oh, yes, yes. So I was like, that's going to be... I don't remember what the name of that movie the is, mo- but the, yes. The, the Sun is a Star 2, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. the title. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So, yeah, there's a lot. I'm glad we touched on that because there is there seems to be more of a, a shift with a lot of movies. Like, I think I've been noticing more and more that we have a lot more movies that are, are looking different. Yes. I know we still have work to do, and this is barely maybe year one or two of, of some of progress. But, again, there's still a lot of work to be done. Yes. Yes, so additionally, I just, this, it's not necessarily news, but I thought I would recommend an article, like now's the time to pin it in there, but it was an article um, in the New York Times, and it's called, it's titled, What the Movies Taught Me About Being a Woman, by Manola Dargis, 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 I want to say Dargis, and it was written um, on November 30th, 2018, and it's an analytical essay about the dynamics of women in film, and it was very interesting, like she goes by running different movies and like talking about what what movies show women that we're supposed to be and like you know without you know us realizing it a lot of the times it's true we kind of have these expectations and we kind of have these expectations of what of what we need to be by a certain time or whatever or what role we play in a relationship you know because women for a lot for many years we were side characters and then or just a, a prop to advance a plot. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, it was a very interesting read. So if you guys get a chance, we'll try to link it. But it's very hard to link stuff in Instagram sometimes, on Instagram. But we will try to share it with you somehow. Um, but yeah, look it up. What movies taught me about being a woman. Very interesting read. Yeah, I want to read that. That's yeah. interesting. And now, on to our next section. 
but we're watching. Okay, so Ali J, why don't you start today? What are you watching? Um, since we were talking about the uh, people obsessing over these crazy people, there's a show that I watch and it's kind of like a guilty pleasure. It's called Love After Lockup, and Ooh. it's about men and women who fall in love with these people that are in prison, and it shows them as they the the people that are being released from uh prison transition in their lives with this these convicts and how it works like is it was it just a love while they were in prison or can it sustain outside no way i kind of really why is this a guilty pleasure it sounds like a good show no it's actually really good because it will a lot of them meet them from a website so they have a website i think it's called inmates.com or something i'm not trying to promote it but (laughs) You know, these <laughs> these people find them specifically yeah. in, in prison. And what the um, fuck? Who fucking looks for that? Some I mean, them, no offense. We're yeah. not trying to kink shame everybody, but like that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. And then what's crazy is like some of them actually work out, and then some of them you can tell they just use them. Like I can understand prisoners in the sense of I mean that's true. I have to remember that not only serial killers are in prison, but it's kind of hard right now because we're talking about serial killers specifically. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, why would you want to meet anybody like that? Like, well, to me, like be- yeah. We all have our own baggage, but if you're specifically searching for someone that you already know has a criminal record, I mean, that's only one issue. What other issues do they have? Like, you're trying to get in a relationship with someone that has minimal baggage. like you're trying to save somebody or you're trying to, oh, I don't know. That to me seems like an uneven scale of something. Like, I don't know. That seems weird. But that sounds like a very interesting show. For me, I can see people doing it because they want the... Like connection from someone, but they right. don't want the commitment of a relationship, so that's a way oh, to do that. Yeah. But then to try to like um, get like have it go after the person leaves prison, then that's where I don't know, I don't understand how that would work because I'd be afraid to be with someone who's in prison depending on what they are in there for. Yeah, yeah, but I would be too. To each his own. I mean, if teach, you're know, looking for someone in not, prison, not our business, right? <laughs> but it's a good show. It's a, it's a yeah, really good show. I, I like do. It. That sounds very interesting. You're not watching anything else right now? Um, I don't know about you, but I juggle multiple shows. Yeah, no, I have like my regulars that I watch, How to Get Away with Murder. My favorite show of all times is Criminal Minds. So oh, yeah. That's no. one I love. Um, I, I don't know. Netflix is killing it. Like, I binge watch a lot of stuff on there. I know, me too. So do I. Lately, I haven't. I've been re watching a lot of the same things, but just recently, I did break the mold and I started watching two new shows which Ooh. i'm very proud of i want to know because i'm always looking for new stuff to watch okay well one of them is conversations with the killer with ted bundy oh interesting yeah okay. that well it's about ted bundy but that one i i've only seen one episode um just because it's one of those things that are they're dark and i, I don't want to get myself in, in that, that sort of yeah in yeah. that headspace like it's especially yeah it's not it's not smart for myself to do that so i, I i've only seen one episode but so far it's pretty interesting um and two, I started watching this show called Club de Cuervos. And um, that one, I was very surprised that I'm enjoying it as much as I am because it's not about anything that I would remotely be interested in real life, which is like about soccer and what's oh. it called? Yeah, but it's like, it's like a, it's a Mexican show. So do your family like it? Because I know they like it. No, nobody. No? Actually, oh. the only, me and Gerardo just started watching Me and my husband and I started watching it. My husband's really into soccer, but... I, I thought your sister would be into it too. I told her about it. And she she yeah. hasn't watched it, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's it's a good show. Like it's not so much. I mean, the main the main uh, thing is like soccer and stuff. But there's a lot of like it's you know brother and sister rivalry, and then it's it's a lot. It touches on a lot of feminine like feminism topics, like feminist topics specifically because like you know you see like not to say that uh you know like machismo like 
that kind of stuff yeah. like you know it doesn't exist everywhere else but i know that in mexico it's it, it looks a certain way and this show's very good at like showing you like look at this asshole do, like oh, okay. the brother do all this crap and then like the person that's prepared and she's works hard for things but because she's a woman like she gets labeled a certain oh, way yeah. but like you see her like outsmart all these dudes too and then you're like oh shit like this bitch knows what she's doing it, it's a very interesting show so and it's funny but it is in Spanish, um, but I think it's like translated. You can have subtitles, huh? Yeah, you can have subtitles. I'm pretty. I sure. think I feel like I don't know if this is the appropriate time to say it, yeah. but because there are so many good shows on Netflix, even though this is a movie podcast, I feel like we should do yeah, like an branch out. We can with, branch out a little um, bit. TV shows just because, like we were saying, a lot of people can't um, afford to go out to the movies all the time, and not only yeah. that. Netflix has great movies, but sometimes you want something that's going to last longer than two and a half hours. You want something where it, right. it like really progresses. Continuous. So I think TV shoes, TV shows are mm-hmm. good. Uh, oh, that would be that would be something we should touch on later on about how TV's kind of changing the game, like binging and being it being so available to us, and finally being able to like like you said, now it's not two hours. You can condense like movies are now like a condensed version of, a, of what a show can be because people don't just watch like oh let me watch one thirty minute episode or one forty five minute episode we watch like we watch three four hours too and then the thing is too like what'll happen is if a movie's so good they they're like adapting a lot of them to tv shows yeah i think that's something we could talk about too yeah that's true good point lej these are you guys are witnessing the magic happen live right now right yes we're always trying to give you guys some awesome content and think of different uh things that you might be interested in so i think you know we're gonna want your feedback but i think that would be a good episode i think so too yeah talk about that all right, guys. So uh, now on to our main, our main course, the meat and the potatoes. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> We're just gonna call it this for the rest. Of I know that should be the whatever. Se- the I segment. know meat and potatoes. So um, again, as we said earlier um, in our earlier introduction, we talked about what Hollywood, um, you know, what Hollywood, what love looks like to Hollywood. And with that, you know, I, I decided to Google like the best romance movies of all time, and you know, we got a lot of very typical like very great movies like i'm not gonna tell you that i don't like these movies there was movies like um you know dirty dancing like who fucking doesn't love dirty dancing casablanca i haven't seen casablanca but i know it's a popular one amelie juno blue valentine breakfast at tiffany's but one thing that they all had in common was that they were just all white movies right white white straight which is like again there's nothing wrong with white straight love like you guys can exist but it's not it doesn't look that way to everyone so it's like and that only makes up a small percentage of yes a very america and the world exactly so it's we thought it was interesting um I thought it was important actually we should say that you know that we talk about other movies other than what you see every day like or movies that just don't get that same buzz for one reason or another maybe because it's taboo maybe because they're indie films and they don't make it out to a lot of theaters i think also they assume that white people are the only people spending money and they don't realize that a lot of the money they're getting come from minorities so it's important for them to portray us in movies because they don't think that we're spending money to go out there but we are but we do yeah we do yeah so i think that's why they cater to the white audience more but i think they're starting to learn that if you want to keep people in the movies and not at home all the time you need to to change what you're doing as far as the audience and who you're portraying right yeah so we we decided to just kind of one touch on a few movies that we think kind of break the mold a little bit or they just break that that 
that that barrier where we think okay like you know this is a little bit less traditional than what hollywood's used to more relatable for people who are not white i guess yes more relatable and why we think they're important so Mm -hmm. uh you want to start you want me to start what do you um you can start okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so um some of the movies that we thought again some of these there's 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 white people on in them (laughs) and that's that's only because again it is very hard to find movies that at least again for the same reason that we were just telling you a lot of these movies don't make it to theaters and yes we can google a couple of movies we spend a lot of times but not a lot of movies make it out to netflix or make it onto netflix or make it out to every single theater and widely available like a lot of the times you have to do some digging to find a lot of movies so i i did with what i had and these resources but um i thought these movies were important to mention so i have love simon which came out i believe last year and that's starring nick robinson and, and it's a movie about a gay teen coming out and um additionally he's kind of navigating through a relationship that he's dealing with someone he doesn't know and um i thought i thought that was something like i honestly like i didn't expect to cry and that and again i know we, i always say that <laughs> I didn't expect to cry, but i really don't i don't cry in movies that much but that was one of those movies where i was like oh you know like um I can't, I never put myself in a situation like that because I never had to do that. Like I have, I do, you know, label myself a straight person, a straight woman. So it's like to to think about this internal uh, conflict that this character is going through about just, you know, whether he should tell his family or how he should tell his family and his friends. And, you know, he's, meanwhile, he's falling in love with someone. And I I thought that was very, an original take on something that we don't normally see, right? Like, I mean, sure, we see, we see teen love movies all the time, but this one was a little bit different. And um, so I thought that, that, that was one important movie to talk about. Um, additionally, I had uh, Crazy Beautiful starring Jay Hernandez and Kristen Dunst. Now, this movie, I will give you, it is a little bit problematic. Only because from what I remember, this is an old movie. It's like 2001. Have you seen that movie? No. no. It sounds familiar it's though. I need to. That, remember like this this boy, Jay Hernandez, he's like this Mexican boy. He lives in like a low-income neighborhood. And he has to ride, like take a bus like two hours off to make it to this fancy white school. And meanwhile, there's this like white girl. She's like throwing her shit away because she's like on drugs and she just doesn't give a fuck and she doesn't of course she doesn't acknowledge her privilege like she thinks it's like oh the world revolves around me like why don't you just love me and it's like because you fuck shit up and well you <laughs> know the important you don't remember well i mean when about? you said kirsten dunst i'm like it had to be an older movie because she hasn't yeah. really been acting but no I, I it sounds really familiar i don't think i ever saw it though yeah it, it's, it's i need a, to i need to see it though it's a good movie but i, I specifically it's not just because kirsten dunst comes on it or jay hernandez or i know that like interracial movies uh or interracial couples on movies like sometimes it can be tricky because there's this power dynamic with like white characters and usually like you know like what I, that show i was telling you about the other day um that you know she the girl we were very excited to see an afro latina on oh, television yeah. and then it turns out she's in love with like her white slave master's son yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. and it was like why yeah so this was it's conflicting i think for that reason but this movie touches a lot on socioeconomic stuff like you know topics that other movies don't really do you know at mm-hmm. least not with or like privilege in general because privilege is very much addressed in this movie and you know the boy like i said he works hard he has to work twice as hard to make things happen for himself whereas um you know this girl she she's very privileged and he doesn't think the relationship can work because it's like you're not gonna acknowledge this like i don't really i don't think i can be with you kind right. of thing you know what i mean but 
But instead, you know, she, I mean, there's a turnaround in the movie. And like I said, we're not reviewing this movie. So we're just telling you about important topics mm-hmm. or in top important, um, how can I say? Issues or Issues. important things that were yes, addressed. Yes, that, that were addressed in the movie. So I thought that was um, important too. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go to, I have one more, so maybe you can see, stay, see yours. Um, okay, one, well, I guess we picked some of the similar ones. I Since we're taking it back, uh, I had this big list, um, but we're just going to do... <laughs> because <laughs> I just love movies yeah but um one that I love is like uh it won the best picture uh academy award several years ago Slumdog Millionaire oh I haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire yeah it, it's, Should... it's just so cool because you get to see India and it shows you a, like a different kind of love story like they're both you know from the slums they're both from I guess the equivalent to like what would be the ghetto out in um America and um, it just shows their love and how it prevails and what you would do for love. I don't know. It, it it's just it's it's so cute. It's it's heartwarming, and it um, it's just it's cool to see like young innocent love, and then just because of the hard life they lived, how unfortunate but fast they grew up, and just I don't know the struggle that they went through, and even though they were going through the struggle, they still had each other and they still maintained yeah. despite everything that was going on where most people would have given up. And see, that's something that, that you that you touched on right now is actually, I haven't seen the movie, but yes, like that's important too. Like we don't, sometimes they don't realize that people of color, like we're not necessarily everybody, of course, but like a lot of us are forced to grow up early. You know, we have to be aware of a lot of things depending on the neighborhood we grow up in or, you know, depending on, you know, it's just a lot of stuff, like, the way we're raised culturally and stuff. It's it's different from, from, you know, the way other people are raised. So, that you say that, that sometimes, you know, people are forced to grow up early. Like, that was, I think that's an important... And not only that, like, even for, I think as Americans, sometimes we, we're just so privileged and we say, like, first, what is it, first world problems? Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, because, like, when you watch this movie, it's, like, you know, small stuff that we may complain about we see them in this movie and we're like, wow, like they're dealing with stuff that we would never have to deal with or not be able to understand, like not having running water, living on the streets, like scrounging for your next meal, um, stuff like that. So I think this movie just hits on that and it's kind of cool to see their life before and then obviously it's Slumdog Millionaire. So you see their life after and it's just, I don't know, it's just really cool. Um, Another one is kind of similar to um, the one that Patty was just talking about, uh, it's called, um, call me by your name. And this is one, uh, with, it's oh, a, it's yeah. a gay film as well. And it's about this young adolescent boy who's like discovering his sexuality and like unsure of who he is. So it's kind of cool to see him develop into this like self affirmed person and someone who's comfortable in his sexuality, but it's kind of cool to see how he questions that. Um, and he falls in love with this older guy, which is one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it's kind of like, Oh, I, I read, I read the plot for this. So yeah. It's just he's 17, right? And the other guy's like 25 or yeah, something. Yeah. But for me, I didn't think it was bad because it never came off as a way like the guy was taking advantage of him. It was almost like he was, he's been there before. So it was yeah. like, I've had this experience. 
um i don't know I can i can i ask you something yeah. about that do you, because the, i know the movie takes place in italy right yes while they're not, do you know by any chance if the rules or the laws are different over there like if maybe like the consent age is different from i'm guessing what it, it is, is the because US? they're able to drink and stuff like that too oh are they yeah okay. i'm gonna look that up because i'm actually very curious to see if that had anything to do but yeah proceed go. it was actually interesting because it was like the guy was working with his father he was um, a professor and he had different like almost like exchange students that would come in so he, uh-huh. it was like a summer love type thing but it was just cool to see how even they kind of taught each other stuff because this guy was 25 but he was still unsure of himself as well oh, so it's kind of cool to see how they learned from each other and how they navigated what started as a friendship into a romance um, I mean it's problematic too just because I didn't like the way it ended but <laughs> I think it's it was good because it's one of those movies where it's not your um Hollywood uh fairy tale ending mm-hmm. like happy ending um I feel like the ending was realistic and I don't know I feel like even though I'm straight I could definitely identify with a lot of stuff that was going on as far as like hiding who you are not being genuine to who you are because you're afraid of what people are going to think mm-hmm. um so yeah I thought that was good okay yeah. I have to. I that one's still on my watch list. It's I actually think I cried on that mistaken. one too. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I think that one might also be available on Prime, so I'll have to get back. It's to good because they do. They're really good at doing like having um, comedic points, but then also it gets very serious too. So yeah. they know how to mix it up, so it's not too dark. But I mean, it's not. It is a darker, a darker film, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that one too. Yeah. Put it added to my list. We're going to have a section like that. Like, at the end, we're just going to add all of the movies that I've been saying, add to my list. And, we need and then watch at the end of the year. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say at the end of the year, we'll just see if I actually watched it. I know, huh? But I do want to watch that. Yes, that's on my list. Well, last I had, lastly, I have um, this movie um, called Como Agua Para Chocolate, or like Water for Chocolate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but um, it's uh, like Water for Chocolate. And it is a 1992 Mexican film. Um, and it's a movie with a lot of magical realism, which I really enjoy. Like, it's there's a lot of... I think you would actually really yeah, I was like going to say, it. you got me when you said... I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, like it is. Up. Like, it's very, like, overdramatic. You know what I mean? Kind of like how Jane the Virgin is, like, where... Yeah, you, I love that. Of, like, super extra. Yeah, kind of. So... Oh yeah, it's it's about um again, this one I thought was very it's important because um this movie s- takes place in the 1900s, but as a Mexican woman, you do see a lot of what the not burdens but the responsibilities that fall on mexican daughters sometimes where you know we're kind of expected to take care of everybody at some point even though there's sons or there's i mean in this one i don't remember if there's a son actually i haven't seen this movie in a while but um you know we're kind of expected to take take the reins of the family you know mm-hmm. and in this particular movie like the youngest daughter she's supposed to take care of the family so she's not allowed to marry oh and yeah so she kind of stays and it's so funny because she's named like my youngest sister which is tita oh (laughs) well her name's Teresa, but we just teasingly we started calling her tita not everybody calls her tita (laughs) but um yeah so tita like she falls in love with this man but she's not allowed to marry him because she has she's forced to stay and take you know take care of her family so she dives into like her cooking like a lot of her energy and her love is you know put into her like there's very like interesting recipes and interesting like you know things that she does in the kitchen and i a lot of that that to me that movie was just so touchy because one if i don't know about i can't 
um put everybody in the same box but like for my family like cooking is so important it's something we I connect a with lot yes like it's yeah. something we connect with and it's something that we use to like show love and show mm-hmm. like appreciation and like you're thankful like here you know like my mom constantly like just recently quick little anecdote but something really cute that she did <laughs> i was telling her i was like having a really bad day like um that like you know a day i was talking to her and the next day since my sister and i worked together um she sent with my sister she sent her like a piece of cake that she had made Aww. and it was like this delicious scrumptious strawberry cake like i can't even get into how delicious it was it was just so good but she left a little sticky note on there saying like hey i hope you have a better day today and it was just one of those things where like it literally made my that day reminds me of like back in elementary school when your parents would pack your lunch yeah little notes in there yeah that's really cute I and I, it, it was so sweet and then again though like you know food is just something we connect with a lot mm-hmm. of the times and so to watch this on film like i said i think i want to watch that movie with you because i think you would like it it is if it's about food yeah yeah it's there's a lot of food and again magical realism like there's not much again this movie is also problematic it's very dramatic and it does have a it's like a a dramedy i want to say oh yeah some of it is funny because it's like oh you know like you're watching this person be very extra but anyway yeah it's a very it's a very good movie so again though these are things like um this was a different this this was about love it was a romance movie but additionally it's you know about family and it's about you know food and like all, love exists in different ways you know? i was gonna just say that because yeah you can be in love with like a significant other but you can have more than one soulmate and that yes. soulmate doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic nature right. right i completely agree so yes i thought um again you know one of those movies that really touch on something specific that's not necessarily just about you know your partner which is good because yeah. sometimes you want to see a movie about love but it, mm. you don't want to have it i guess be over your head you don't want them to just keep enforcing it like you want there to be other stuff too just right. besides like a romantic movie which yeah. is that's good that it explores other things too right so what do you have What's the you last have? one <clears throat> is um recent the crazy rich asians like oh, my, okay. my aunt actually suggested this and I didn't really trust her because the last movie she told me about, I felt like I was so upset with that movie. It was that one where he's a quadriplegic and he's in the wheelchair and him and the girl, she comes over and starts taking care of him. And then... Oh, Me Before You or Yeah, something? that one. I right, feel like that's the one where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With it was uh, so the depressing. girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I, Dude, that movie... I was like, this was a waste. I kept saying I want to turn it off and my aunt's like, it's going to get better. It never did. And I'm like, I can never <laughs> get that time back. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know what you mean. That movie was very... It's really depressing. I'm like, I'll never so see it again. It was so depressing. Yes, that movie was very depressing. Um, But anyway, so she suggested this movie and I'm like, I don't know about that because I didn't <laughs> like her last suggestion. But this, she actually, she stepped up and this is a really great movie movie like um it's just it's i don't know it's it's funny um and it's relevant like uh it's an all asian cast which is great because in hollywood you don't really see no. many asian actors or if you do it's like um one person like and it's they're trying to be funny they never get to have deep um developed characters they're more like the sideshow and they're more like the comedic relief so it was cool to see you know all these beautiful asians in different from different backgrounds and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the other movie it talks about um economic differences too because okay. the guy he comes from a really well-to-do family and the girl that he's in love with isn't that way and it's kind of funny because you would normally think that the the father would be the one being a jerk or um telling him not to date this woman but it's actually the mom oh and it, it's it's funny because the mom is the one that's not accepting 
and um, telling him that you could do better, but yet she comes from the the same background as the the, the oh the other lady. Yeah, the way I was the, gonna say, his, is she the one with money? Is it? <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't even come from money, and so it's like, wait a minute, but you came from here, and it's almost like what happens today. Like people come from a hard upbringing, then they forget where they came from. So right. it was just kind of funny um, to see that dynamic and to see how. He didn't really care. And it just, it was cool because it's like when you don't know much about another culture, you don't really have a good perception of what they go through. But it was cool to see this cast and kind of see like, wow, they deal with the same issues that we deal with too. Right. I don't wow, know. That it, it was It yeah. was really good. It was just um, interesting how it was not only about like rich and poor, but it was also about their culture. Right. And um, how it was kind of like, he didn't. His dad had a business and they wanted him to do that. But he's like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And so it was kind of like a slap in the face for him not to go with what his family was saying. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just kind of cool. Like this love story about these two people finding untraditional love and just how they kind of didn't care what their family said. And yeah, and they went with their hearts. Yeah. It was just, it's really beautiful too. Like, yeah, yeah. The it's visually stunning. Like it's just so pretty and. I just really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I it was cool. The whole Asian cast was cool because you don't really see that. Right. Unless it's a movie no, that's based on, like, Kung Fu or something like that. Yeah. But to something. see, like, a love story with all Asian people. Yeah, that's, see, and that, I think, again, this is important. Like, I think that's important to have in Hollywood or movies. Not necessarily. I know a lot of the times people, especially, like, there's a certain person I'm, like, thinking about when I say this, but a lot of people... People think it's all about, like, feelings, about getting your feelings hurt. Like, oh, yeah, like, just, you know, everybody wants inclusivity now. And it's just like, well, why wouldn't you want that, though? Like, why would you want to watch the same thing over and over and over? When, like, the struggles to get to this... Like, sure, like, all of these movies, like, they've been you know in a way done before like you know yes we have all these love stories but like when you involve things like that like for example like um in crazy rich asians you're saying like it's it's a money thing right yeah you know definitely. it's gonna be different than from someone else like from from a different culture like those two law lo- those two rules will like be completely different like let's say in um uh, in a mexican culture like i don't know that necessarily a lot of the times women are um not every again i can't say for everybody but a lot of times women are brought up to be taken care of or like they think that's the best way because that's how our mothers were you know or our mothers were you know not they were also raised that way or my grandma for sure like for example that's a good example like she not to say that my grandma isn't a hard worker she's worked hard her whole life you know but because she came to this country and she she tried to do something here for herself but a lot of the times it's you know those that those two things they're gonna range they're gonna be completely about completely different situations but we wouldn't know that if those that's what i was saying a lot of the stuff you you don't know because you're not that culture and you don't you haven't had that experience so to see someone else's experience through their eyes is kind of cool and i think it just helps with being like empathetic to people because a lot of times we don't understand what they're going through and we may just brush it off and um because we can't relate to it but when we see films like this from their perspective and we can see like what they go through and how it may be different from us then i think it it kind of opens up that um door of like being more accepting and more understanding of people when they're explaining stuff to you right i agree i agree not only that but it's just 
it's it, it is tiring to see the same faces over and over on TV, like on in movies and stuff. Like no offense, I love like Jennifer Lawrence, but she's not like the only female protagonist you can get. You know what I mean? Like there's other beautiful women and beautiful actresses and actors that you know they could grace our movie screens but a lot of the times i mean like what i one of the facts that i told you about last time or that statistic about how like people um it's already like in a 2011 study there was it was said that white people will go see a movie if there's like a colored protagonist but it's like it's one of those things it's like why wouldn't you want to see like like I never think twice. I'm just like, okay, if yeah, it looks like a good movie. It looks, it like, looks a like a good movie. movie. Like yeah. it's a good story. Like let's get it. You know, let's see it. I think it's important too because especially like these young kids growing up, you want to be able to see yourself and say, oh wow, like this person's doing that. Like not only white people are the only ones that are successful and smart, we are too. Like minorities are too. So it's important to show that. So when these kids are growing up, they realize I can be anything I want to be, and yeah. not just what you know Hollywood tells me I am, like a janitor or the comedic relief or whatever role they put us in. So yeah. I think it's kind of cool to see that, like, wow, these ra- a range of different Asians and all the different things that they're doing. I, I mean, I don't know. And that, no, but that, that's a good point, though, because a lot of the times I feel like um, we're always placed in a, like, for example, actually, um, I want to shout out one of our listeners. Um, we had a conversation on Instagram um, because I had asked, I had asked you guys if you guys were excited to see this new movie with uh, Gina Rodriguez, who's, you know, Miss Bala. And um, she brought up a very good one. She brought up two very great points. One, like, I did not know. I wasn't familiar with Gina Rodriguez's very problematic past, like, in interviews and stuff. She has a very bad habit of, like... I don't know what she thinks this is, but she's constantly trying to make it a struggle about Latinos when it's like when black people have a voice or they have a spotlight. It's like you can't piggyback off of that. Like you need to shut the fuck up, let them speak, and then you can make your own platform. Like you don't have to downgrade, push down another uh, voice just so that you can sound louder. Like that's not going to work. So she brought up a good point about that. And then additionally, she's like, oh, you know, like why is it always these movies? Like these same movies are always like we're always featured like the Latinos will always be like those drug lord movies or assassins yeah, exactly. and stuff and it's just like why can't we like have why can't there be movies about or like you said Asians are featured in movies about like you know some sort of something that happened in China or something that martial happened martial arts yeah, or something <laughs> yeah. and it's like well don't they think that we have like dreams and that we right. want to go to college and that we want to do stuff and that we want to fall in love and it's like why aren't there more movies about that exactly I think that's one of those things where I'd, I'd be interested to see you know how of course like and i think um, to bring up this is not a movie but um an insecure like i think Issa Rae she does such a great job at like creating a show about a black woman thriving and having dreams and like she has aspirations like she has struggles yes but yeah. she navigates this well as she's like you know also like she's existing while black and she's still doing all of these things and she still has all these goals and all these dreams and all these and all her friends relationships are different from yes different backgrounds and their um different struggles and um you know her friend's a lawyer so it just yeah, shows you that and then what i like too is you know her wardrobe which doesn't seem like it would be very like important but i no, feel like it is very a lot important. of times they portray black people a certain way and she dresses awesome like it's not what yeah, your it's typical black woman and is yeah. Right, yeah. and i love it because i'm like she has her own style she's not feeding into what society tells you you should dress like and 
I, I think her wardrobe just really gives me life, especially every episode, because it really portrays her personality. Not her only that, but even, like, her apartment and stuff, like, how it's so, like, mid-century modern and stuff. And it's a lot of the times, like, again, it's like we are expected to fit this mold of what it's like. Like, you've said this before, too. Like, you've told me this, like, in conversation. Like, how, like, a lot of the times you get told how you're not, you don't, you're not blacking enough. You're not blacking right, enough. Right, exactly. For what? For, because again we're always told that we have to be this certain way and i think this comes with love too like love movie romance movies like where they're trying to put us in this box of like oh yeah like you can only exist if there's this sort of theme around you you know what i mean exactly like you can there can only be love if there's a bunch of narcos like or drug dealers and like mexican movies right and then like black people can only exist if they have this type of love story and it's just like you know we need a branch out of that like hollywood we need to get the fuck move the fuck on and like just start giving us roles like you said with developing well, yeah like there's not one type of brand like this is what all black people look like this right is what all hispanic people look like asian you know we we come in many flavors and many different things so to go back to insecure that's what i like about the show she has these friends and they're all different but they all connect and it's just like these are four or five different black women and they're all different so when you try to say a black person or you know any race looks a certain way that's not true yeah we're just as diverse as white people and they need to start showing that yes i agree i completely agree and hopefully we see more of that like i said we are we're off to i think a better start like i don't want to say like i'm satisfied with just the movies we've been (laughs) recently getting like i still want more i think that there's room for more and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it too though it starts with getting like people of color um in positions of you know directors writers mm-hmm. like we the need higher more positions people. of people that make the decisions yeah so I mean, you guys if you're out there if you like to write i'm sure direct, yeah. dude, make that movie man we need to see more people and i'm sure making. there's plenty of uh, movies and stuff that people pitch but you know at the end of the day the people that are making the decisions are the white men so even if it's a great script if they don't agree with it it's not going to be made yeah. so that's why like you were saying we need to get people of color in those positions so that way when those movies come to them they yeah. look at it as an opportunity to right you know not only make money but to diversify i don't know yeah i agree and then getting additionally i think it must be difficult too like um to try to pitch those sort of stories like if you're not the one with the money you know exactly like like, the producers and stuff are the ones that put in a lot of the money and it's like how do you like i I think that's what maybe a lot of like the color plays in not to say like to call it like a race card or anything but it's uh, unfortunately a lot of the times i don't think that we're gonna be the ones to get those you know stories or those i don't think so either or someone might have a well, great we don't i mean we obviously don't see them <laughs> yeah they have they might have a great um script or something but then they see it and they're like oh well in order to fit into what we're saying you need to do this and that and they change you know their vision yeah so anyway yeah so um all right guys well Thanks for listening to that. We're going to move on to our next segment, our very last segment, just for a little humor relief. And uh, it's, this is called, this is The Caucasity. At least you has a story today. I do not have stories because I, like I told her earlier, I'm dodging them. <laughs> just dodging all this nonsense. I just, for me, again, I don't understand what it is with like white women or white people in general how they just feel so um, privileged. I mean, I had someone uh, message me and it was like, okay, can you expedite this and get this pushed through faster? Um, 
And it's like, no, you have to go through the normal channels just like everyone else. Mm. Um, and it was just it was just really funny because we have like certain procedures that need to be followed. And this person thought they could go around them. I just, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's the nerve, bro. The, yeah. The caucasity. I wish, I, I feel like I have so many white stories, <laughs> but none that I can think of. I mean, we have stuff too. I, I think because we're so used to dealing from, like, with an it. old time. Do you yeah, hear yeah, one? I do because I okay, feel like mine is... was similar to the one I said last week. <laughs> well, because you have to deal. You see them. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do too. But I just, I just. I wish you could see me. I'm dodging stuff. Well, I have, I have Shield an old up. one that I'm like never forget. Like, okay, yeah. So this one time, um, my husband and I, we went to this very fancy hotel. We don't normally do this. That's what I'm saying. It's a fancy hotel because we don't normally splurge on stuff like that. But I think it was like our one year anniversary, like after we got married. Cute. So we went to this Perfect nice Valentine's hotel. Day. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So we went to like a nice hotel. On it was like right by the beach. Like you exit the hotel and there's sand. Like it's beautiful in Santa Monica. It was lovely and like we were. I can't remember what I was doing. Um, but I was wearing like, I was wearing like a crazy dress. Like there's no way like you would have confused me with like the staff. But <laughs> it happened. I was asked. This white woman is exiting and I'm looking for the pool. And I, I th- I'm looking for, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was looking for the pool. And I'm looking for the pool, and uh, homegirl, like, I was just going to go outside. Like, I just wanted to sit by the pool. So um, this lady comes out, and she's like, she looks at me. And again, like, I'm wearing, like, this, like, this is a nice hotel. Like, these these maids have, like, you know, they have, like, really nice, you know, uniforms and stuff. And, like, I've been walk- seeing them walk around and stuff. But I'm wearing, like, a crazy motherfucking dress. Like, I understand. Like, it was it was, like purple and like i had a black cardigan on my hair was like a fucking mess because i believe i had just woken up and this lady's like do you work here and I'm, i looked at her and i'm like no like bitch like do you <laughs> see me fucking are you fucking kidding me right now i was like i am dressed in like i have like guaraches on like i am not in any way shape or form like no able to no 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 not because the thing is like it was just one of those things where it's like like not because of who I am like oh I think I'm too good to to work as a as a maid yeah. not at all like these women work very hard and it's an honorable job but it, I'm just saying like I was in clothes that you wouldn't have like the way I was dressed like I was a it's hot fucking like I would have been fired if I would have shown up <laughs> right. to work that way so it was just one of those things where I was like are you fucking kidding me I was like no bitch like back the I didn't say no bitch I was just like no but like she knew she was like oh she and probably then she knew her- that she probably just said it because she was trying to like she throw was a like dig why at is you. this Mexican girl why is the like there's no way you could afford to to stay here so you must be in the help bitch i did all right i had a nice little mini honeymoon at a nice beachside hotel in santa monica but yeah it was just one of those things i was like are you fucking kidding me dude like just back the fuck up but yeah that that was that that was like for the caucasity for me no more caucasities i do have one but i'll save it to next to next time i just thought about it it's juicy yes okay we'll save it for next time in case nothing else (laughs) (laughs) just in case yeah i think these white people have learned with me because if they even look at me weird i give them this face and they're like oh yeah we're not gonna mess with her she's the wrong one (laughs) i'm nice but if you poke me yeah you are oh yeah girl tell them (laughs) all right so on an ending note guys as per usual we have some uh comments before we let you go um we will be announcing a new contest next month yeah that's exciting uh we don't know exactly what but as soon as we figure it out you'll know about it so stay tuned for that and uh that's it as per usual as per usual that's not even a fucking real phrase i don't even know why i, I like picked that up say that. per usual but that's the thing that's not even a real phrase i'm sorry guys i don't even know why i picked that up just per right use. now like I, yeah per usual <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, per usual. Oh, just remember, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us. Give us feedback. Tell us what you liked. Recently, someone um, uh, pointed out to us like the spelling error that we made. Yeah. And we appreciate that shit. Please, like, keep that up. If you catch a mistake, like, let us know. Like, sometimes we are doing our best. Um, we're trying to give you the best of the best but you do understand that we are not professionals we're not we don't have uh yeah we we don't have a staff yeah helping us edit and stuff we do a lot of these things sometimes like on our phones like sometimes while we're waiting in traffic sometimes while we're at work or on our lunch breaks so a lot of the times little things slip and even our research like it could be flawed we do the best we can we try to find notable like you know reliable resources but you know again if you hear something let us know and as always guys like keep engaging in our insta surveys those are also so super helpful and if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, um which is a, i see it's like the most common or the most frequently used um, app app to listen to us okay. um please subscribe rate and review us like that is very very helpful like you have no idea it helps us get us on a you know possibly one day on a chart where people other people can discover us not by instagram but by simply opening up the apple podcast app not only that share like you have the capability on a lot of these streaming services to share an episode or or share our content so if you're listening you're like hey i think a friend would like this just take the you know five seconds it takes and share it share it yes 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 so yeah thanks guys bye bye